This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. When life gets challenging, it can be difficult to stay in problem-solving mode. Instead of focusing on the negative, talking with a therapist can help you stay on higher ground. Visit betterhelp.com super and learn to focus on the positive. Hey, brother! One of the most common questions we have gotten over the past year is, what do you think of Hogwarts Legacy? And I feel like it is finally time to give it some discussion since we're not terribly far off from diving into this new bit of Wizarding World world, which for us is super exciting because you may have noticed that new information about the Wizarding World hasn't been as readily abundant as some of the other fandoms you might be interested in. In fact, on that exact note, word on the street seems to be like we might not be getting any more Fantastic Beast movies at all, like it's just dead in the water, although Warner Brothers hasn't made an official announcement or anything yet, but Stay tuned. But if that's the case, then Hogwarts Legacy is truly the next big thing Wizarding World fans have to look forward to. I mean, any new bit of information that might continue the story going is just awesome. But it does bring up some pretty interesting questions and possibly new precedents that Hogwarts Legacy could set because unlike anything we've had in the past, it's a video game and we don't know, like does does that count? The game is being developed by Portkey Games, a name you might recognize from their other Wizarding World games like Hogwarts Mystery and Wizards Unite. And while I've dabbled in those games and certainly spent plenty of hours whittling away at Wizards Unite, it has never really felt like this was a, a canon experience. Like this was something that absolutely happened inside of the Wizarding World. It was just sort of another fun way to interact with Harry Potter in general. Same with Hogwarts Mystery. Like, I know there's a story you can play through, and every time we go to do research, I have to read all about Jacob's sibling and whatever it did, but I never feel like I can really count that. So on the whole, both of those games just feel a little bit more novel, but I don't think you can put aside the amount of care and attention that has been put into Hogwarts Legacy. Because there will be story, there will be plot, there might even be some familiar faces, but will it count towards the overall story? Today, we're gonna go over all the things to be on the lookout for whether or not Hogwarts Legacy will count as canon. Will Hogwarts Legacy be canon? You'd think this information would just be out there and you could just go to the website and it'd be pretty cut and dry, but I have to tell you, um, it just isn't. While Portkey games are not direct adaptations of the books and films, the games are firmly rooted in the magical universe of the Wizarding World. While remaining true to J.K. Rowling's original vision, Portkey game developers chart new territory by creating fresh ways for fans to immerse themselves in the Wizarding World. And I'm not gonna lie, while that answer is very vague, it's also kind of what I was hoping for. Because when I read it, I just sort of take it in as, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? My personal take is, I don't think it has to be penned directly from J.K. Rowling's hand in order to be canon. I mean, if anything, there are already works inside of the Wizarding World that she did write that I don't really consider canon. I mean, Kershaw just breaks the rules of the Wizarding World all the time. Like, that's just not how time turners work. And Cedric Diggory as a Death Eater? I don't think so. And the pumpkin pasty grenades? I shouldn't even be able to say that sentence. Anything off the trolley, dears? I mean, I know the Wizarding World loves a good misdirect, but the trolley witch having spikes for hands and attacking students as they try and get off the train? <laughs> I didn't see that coming. So maybe a good place to start is, what is currently considered canon inside the Wizarding World? Well, obviously the original seven books are the highest source of canon and definitely take precedent over their movie counterparts. Just to say, if anything happens in the movies that contradicts the books, then it definitely doesn't count. But it doesn't mean the movies can't offer 
anything to the canon. All right, you put your name in the cupboard of fire. Like, for example, how the character's wands look. Like, it doesn't really change anything, and it is more fun. So, if you want to say this is what Harry's wand looks like, yeah, okay. Other definite sources of canon, though, include the three e-books, the three textbooks, and any of the writings in the archives from Pottermore.com. The really tricky ones are the Fantastic Beasts movies, which offer this weird bridge between page and screen. Because they're not based on any source material, and yet they're definitely relying on the rules established in the books to tell the story. But even then, some things are still kind of fuzzy, like Professor McGonagall being in the movies at all. Like according to other sources of canon, she shouldn't be there. So either we need an explanation for why she is there, which might not now ever be coming if they're not making any more Fantastic Beast movies, or it's just wrong. Or like for how example, in the books, we know Dumbledore used to teach Transfiguration, but now in the Fantastic Beast movies, he's teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts. Like, again, it's okay, we just, we need more explanation. But what's really weird about the Fantastic Beast movies is that if they are considered canon, then they suddenly like retcon a bunch of things from the original movies into being extremely accurate. Like when you see the Elder Wand in the original Harry Potter movies, it's just an interpretation of what the wand might look like based on the books. But then that exact same wand appears in the Fantastic Beast movies, which is now canon, meaning that the movies based on the books were exactly right. How do you like that? <laughs> For what it's worth, yes, I consider the Fantastic Beast movies to be canon. All the unanswered questions are just left unexplained at the moment. But my point is, it's not always clear how and when we're going to be able to rely on new Wizarding World information to count as the real deal. But either way, we find ourselves on the precipice of discovering a whole lot of new information about Wizards, Hogwarts, and the Wizarding World as we know it. So we may as well be prepared for what's to come. And we'll do that by peeling back what we already know about the plot of the game when it takes place and what will need to remain to be true in order for it to not conflict with other things inside the Wizarding World. Here here is the official description of the game. Experience Hogwarts in the 1800s. Your character is a student who holds the key to an ancient secret that threatens to tear the wizarding world apart. You have received a late acceptance to the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and soon discover that you are no ordinary student. You possess an unusual ability to perceive and master ancient magic. Only you can decide if you will protect this secret for the good of all or yield to temptation of more sinister magic. Discover the feeling of living at Hogwarts as you make allies battle dark wizards and ultimately decide the fate of the wizarding world. Your legacy is what you make of it. Whew. Okay, lot to unpack, but first of all, let's talk about the timing. It says the 1800s, which is a vague, you know, 100 year time period we might be taking place of, but I think we can actually be a lot more specific. Because in one of the gameplay trailers released in March of this year, you can actually see a newspaper which has the date September 1st, 1890. So compared to when Harry started going to Hogwarts, that's what? A century, according to McGonagall. Okay, again, McGonagall shouldn't be in this story, but I see what you mean, Harry. Basically, 100 years before Harry starts at Hogwarts, so really we shouldn't see too many familiar faces, right? What is he? 150? Give or take a few years? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably worth noting that Albus Dumbledore himself is born in 1881 and starts attending Hogwarts in 1892. So if that 1890 date from the newspaper is correct, and that's your start date at Hogwarts, and you're starting as a fifth year student, means you would graduate in 1893. So if the game takes place over the course of your fifth, sixth, and seventh years, then when you're a seventh year, Dumbledore himself should be a first year. 
which to me sounds like a super fun way for him to show up, but then also not be like a super integral part of the game. Like it wouldn't even surprise me if you like end the game starting your seventh year and you're like, hey, who's that kid? Wink, wink. It would be fun to see him throughout that year though, because there's a very distinct possibility that Dumbledore as a first year makes the Quidditch team. You must be the youngest Quidditch player in a century, according to McGonagall. Yes, we get it, Harry. We already used that clip in this video. Were you paying attention at all? The point is the seeker a century before Harry was probably Dumbledore, full video by clicking the card. But if Dumbledore's there, then it probably also means that Elpheus Doge is there since he was like Dumbledore's best friend at school. Also, just another fun tidbit, if the game makes it to 1892, that's gonna be nearly Headless Nick's 400th Death Day party, so maybe you could attend that. And, and 100 years earlier is also the last time the Chudley Cannons finished on top of the table for the Quidditch League, so it would be such a cool bit of attention to detail if like lots of people were wearing Chudley Cannon pins or something. So if that's the time frame, we should see Dumbledore at the school. But let's go back to that description because the fact that you were also admitted late into Hogwarts is kind of a big deal. Typically, the way people are admitted into Hogwarts is that at some point in your childhood, you will display some kind of magical ability, which will prompt the quill of acceptance to write your name down in the book of admittance and boom, you're in. Oh, have you never heard of those artifacts? Well, there's a full video by clicking the card. Also, you can read about them on the Pottermore archives. But for neither of those artifacts to notice you until you were 16 years old is really, really unusual. It means that the character we're playing in the game is what's called a late bloomer, which fun fact, there was originally going to be a late bloomer character in the main Harry Potter books, but they eventually got scrapped and never made it in. But that doesn't mean we don't have a pretty good example to work off of in the form of Neville Longbottom, who didn't manage to get his name down in the book until he was eight years old when his uncle Algie uh, accidentally dropped him out a window. Why is it always me? All right, guys, now we need to pause real quick to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. I'll tell you guys, when I was starting my family and beginning to have kids, I sure wish that life came came with like a user manual. Because no matter how much you love them, and it is so much, it is just also so hard sometimes. And there's just not always a clear cut best way to deal with all of the hardships of raising kids. And just in general, navigating life's challenges can make you feel unsure and challenge your confidence when it comes to being present and making decisions. But one tool we do have access to is therapy. Therapists are trained to help you find the cause of challenging emotions and help develop effective coping mechanisms, which makes having a therapist the closest thing to having a user manual for life. Which is why we're always excited to talk about BetterHelp, because they've connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists, and it's more convenient and accessible than traditional therapy. And like I said, I've used therapy throughout my life to help me deal with challenging situations, especially when I was entering fatherhood and needed some help like navigating the water. Plus, there are just so many broad benefits to therapy as well. Developing coping mechanisms, dealing with past trauma, self-empowerment. No matter who you are, I can almost guarantee you will benefit from therapy. And as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed and vetted therapists who are all available 100% online and it's affordable. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to be matched with a therapist. And if it's not working out, you can easily switch. It's that simple. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endlessly searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% on your first month when you head over to betterhelp.com super. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com super. Link is the description down below. The fact that you're a late bloomer also kind of suggests that you were muggle born. I mean, it's possible you were born into a wizard family and they just 
thought you were a squib until now, but I have a feeling they're gonna be explaining every little thing about the Wizarding World to you, which if you were a part of the Wizarding World, you wouldn't need explained, so I'm thinking you're probably Muggleborn. But what's extra interesting is that not only are you a late bloomer, but apparently you will have this rare ability to detect ancient magic. Which to me, in the description, that seems like a very careful kind of phrasing to be describing some sort of new magic we haven't encountered yet, and yet the main series books do mention ancient magic quite a few times. The most important bit of ancient magic we know about from the books is the bit of magic that the entire story revolves around. Sacrificial love, which Lily ends up casting on Harry when she dies for him to protect him from Voldemort. Voldemort himself describes it as, Is Mara left upon him the traces of her sacrifice? This is old magic. I should have remembered it. I was foolish to overlook it, but no matter, I can touch him now. Somehow when he says old there, it sounds even older than ancient magic. But then even just a few pages later, he also mentions, Dumbledore invoked an ancient magic to ensure the boy's protection. As long as he is in his relations care, not even I can touch him there. So it sounds like Voldemort also studied quite a bit of ancient magic. And interestingly, I think Dumbledore might share the same trait our playable character has in that he also might be able to detect ancient magic. Which I say because there is a scene in the books where Dumbledore seems to just be like touching and feeling rocks, looking for hidden magic. Twice, Dumbledore walked right around the cave, touching as much of the rough rock as he could, occasionally pausing, running his fingers backwards and forward over a particular spot, until finally he stopped, his hand pressed flat against the wall. Here, he said, we go through here. The entrance is concealed. Harry did not ask how Dumbledore knew. He had never seen a wizard work out things like this, simply by looking and touching. Which, not for nothing, but finding secret entrances based on sensing ancient magic feels very much like the sort of thing you would do in a video game. Especially when that video game is taking place in a castle known for all of its ancient secrets. Which, as you can imagine, would then also have to include things like the Room of Requirement, the Chamber of Secrets, the Basilisk inside the Chamber of Secrets, which is also described as ancient. I also heavily suspect that ancient runes will play a heavy role in this game as we don't know that much about them, but they sound like the kind of puzzle you would have to solve in order to get through a door or something in a game. So from a historical standpoint and from the kind of magic you might expect to see inside of the game, those are the sort of things they need to remain aware of in order to make sure it stays canon. Now, the other odd thing when considering the canonicity of a game like this is like the freeform nature of the plot. Like how you're very important to the story main character can also be in any of the four houses at Hogwarts and how it sounds like there could be multiple endings to the game based on decisions you make while playing. But like, how could that possibly work? How can there be coexisting different canon endings, especially when apparently the ending decides the fate of the entire wizarding world. You're right, there can't be two different endings like that. But there are games that have existed like this in the past that we can use as a pretty good example. One great one is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And like, I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but as you play through Knights of the Old Republic, your main character can choose whether or not you wanna pursue the light side or the dark side. And whichever path you choose ultimately affects which side wins in the end. Which like no big deal, it's just a video game, right? 
wrong because the video game characters were considered canon. Well, they were until like Disney bought Star Wars and like reset everything, but that's not really the point of today's video. The question is, how did they handle that when it was considered canon? And really it's just not that complicated. After the game was out, they also released a book confirming which of the available endings was the true intended ending. And that ending was what was considered true to the rest of the canonical Star Wars universe. But as far as you, the player of the game was concerned, you were happy to enjoy either one based on your decisions. So while in Hogwarts Legacy, I'm sure you'll be able to be in whichever house you want, and I'm sure that'll change aspects of the game, and there might be different endings, there will probably still be one overarching plot that doesn't change no matter what, and one true ending that actually counts as canon. Then under that same guise, any like personal shenanigans you decide to get up to inside of the game obviously won't count as canon either. Like you can't be reading Philosopher's stone and be like, now wait a minute, Harry can't have detention in the Forbidden Forest because I burnt it down a hundred years ago. Like you see what I mean? Just because you mess up stuff around the castle doesn't mean that actually happened. What actually happened is the overall plot. Otherwise though, there is the very distinct possibility that the game introduces all sorts of brand new things like new beasts or new wand cores or new spells. Maybe it backfills some history we've never heard or offers some new powers to objects we didn't know about before. And honestly, as long as that information doesn't directly contradict anything we already know from the main story, I think, yeah, it'll probably count as canon. Like for example, we already know that the game will involve some sort of goblin rebellion history around Ranrock's rebellion. Which like not for nothing, but Ranrock sounds a lot like Ragnuck, the goblin who initially forged the Sword of Gryffindor, an item whose location is unknown to us, the audience, prior to the Chamber of Secrets, but which could very likely show up in this game because I mean, what video game doesn't have a great sword, am I right? But there you go. That is everything we presently know about Hogwarts Legacy in how or if it might be considered canon. But what do you guys think? Will the story itself count as true wizarding world history? Are there certain aspects of the game you are looking forward to the most? I can tell you that I personally cannot wait to play, but let me know all of your thoughts in the towel section down below. Guys, thanks so much for watching today's video. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. If you wanna see how McGonagall almost definitely has to have a time turner, you can check out this video right here. But otherwise, Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother.